Hi, I'm Randy, and this is Dave. We're the founders of Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. So comfortable, we sold and donated millions of pairs. To sell and donate a lot of socks, we became obsessed with comfort. We reinvented the sock from the ground up, adding comfort innovations along the way. It worked. People tried them, loved them, told their friends about them. Helping us sell and donate millions of pairs. Try them now at bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash comfy. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the Game Dumbcast, the official podcast of the Game Dumb Facebook group. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by Ian Bruce and Patrick Kane. Cool, you can contact us on email at gamedumbcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at gamedumbcast. Yeah, so Ian, you had your first, first I game. certainly did, and yeah. many thanks to Pat for You're welcome. spending those hours saying, oh, you've got to see this, you've got to see this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what did you think of the, uh, of the marvel of virtual reality then? Uh, I thought it was very good. My initial concern was that I would have some kind of motion sickness or just start vo- vomiting copiously over Pat's immaculate... Uh, flat. So, but I was. It was okay. Uh, we did the roller coaster one, which is uh, an amazing demo. I I tried it recently for the first time about a week ago. Yeah, I mean that kind of basically introduced you to the concept of motion, which is something that I don't think is given enough publicity uh, mm. as far as VR goes. Um, it really does make you feel like the sensation of motion. motion yeah, is is the thing that I think yes. does it. And there's a, I I think I would hope that a lot of people have seen the roller coaster demo, even if it's just people's reactions on YouTube when they're doing it. It's called Rift Coaster, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, there's a bit where you go to the top and you drop down, and that was okay for me, except I was I kind of wanted to hold on to it because I thought it was going to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> but when you go down, there's a first corner, and it was that bit that I felt a little bit queasy at because it it didn't feel like my body was in the right place for where it was going. Yeah. So dropping stuff feels alright because that, that's how you drop. But there was a little bit of detachment from going around the corner and where my head was looking and mm. how that all felt. But it was okay. Um, didn't scream like a girl, which was good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the thing I wanted to say about it was Pat's flat is quite sparse because he's basically a hippie. <laughs> Techno hippie. Um, and the very first thing we did was uh, a demo, it's just a VR room. Mm. And it was like I, we, we were in a holodeck. And having put the rift on and started it up, the room that I was in had become this room with loads of furniture and vases and stuff on the wall and an amazing view of a city out the balcony. It was, it was really surreal, actually, really, really surreal. Yeah, he has more furniture in this place <laughs> than is. You know, immediately meets the eye. (laughs) Who needs furniture when you have virtual worlds to explore? Um, There are a couple of... uh, It's because of the resolution of the device that it's extremely blurry and I discovered that it wasn't sitting in the right place on the face. So for the later ones I did, I pushed it down more. Mm. So in a lot of ways it feels like very focal lenses. My glasses are very focals. I liken it to... uh, As you move your eyes up and down... Depending on what, if you're looking at something close, if I have to point my eyes down, again, I'm gesticulating with my hands, listener, sorry about that. Uh, and to see further away, I have to look up. So there's kind of that sweet spot where you can see everything. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's a definite sweet spot with the lenses. Uh, I, I, I have read that the DK2 has a larger sweet spot, right. um, which, okay. is, which is great. So, um, so does my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Now I liken uh, the uh, like the slight lack of fidelity with um, like Murphy's vision in the original Robocop movie. Yeah. Where yeah. you kind of got that pixelation, everything's like looks really real, but you're kind of like looking at it through a little bit of a sock sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, no, no I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. There was a space uh, cockpit demo that was just amazing to be part of you just look around and you can see everything and you fly up to a sun and go through the shit coming off the uh, the flares coming off uh, it was really really beautiful 
Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, after playing that uh, kind of basic uh, space sim sort of tech demo, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the release date of Star Citizen and Elite is when the consumer rift comes out. Mm. Or, well, yeah. it almost makes me want to get DK2, just so that I have that. And, well, and yeah. a better PC as well. The, the other thing that... <laughs> the other Which thing has that... to be noted, you know, uh, Pat's PC has quite a lot of grunt to it. Yeah, although I, it, I, you know, my my process is a, a couple of years old now, and that's the that's the next thing I'm going to have to sort out. What processor is that then? Uh, it's a Phenom Two. Um, oh, an AMD. Yeah, and it's a couple of years old, and that's that's the the next thing I really need to upgrade because when you know when the DK Two comes out, if I want that low persistence, I'm going to have to run stuff at you know 75 frames per second and up. I'm going to need more. Interestingly, uh, I watched uh, another GameSpot video today where they were building, uh, like trying to basically build like an Xbox One out of a PC, and uh, the AMD rig came out on top. Mm. Um, the, the, as far as price performance goes, yeah, I think you can actually, you know, I mean, I always tend to go with Nvidia and uh, and Intel, but yeah, the AMD stuff is, you know. Pretty good if you want to try and get the most out of a PC. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, <clears throat> the other thing that really surprised me was uh, the, the racing game. What's it called? Assetto. Assetto um, Corsa. I played racing games before. I played them on the first PlayStation, and I've done a few of the. I think I did one Formula One one on the PC. I'm not really a big racing fan. I mean, I watched no. I watched the F1 today. I definitely wasn't either. Um, and it just yeah meh. But we tried this with the Rift, and Christ, what an experience. It's like you're there. To be fair, Pat does have, like, basically a, a virtual simulator for a racing car self. <laughs> he's got the wheel, and he's got the pedals, and he's got a fan blown in your face. Um, but even without the fan, certainly, that was a bit weird. My nipples were getting cut <laughs> in, in a very unpleasurable way. Uh, I'm not a big fan, but now I want to be a fan of those games. I felt like I was driving a car. <clears throat> I liked not being able to switch the views. I liked, well, I didn't really like not knowing the track, so the first couple of corners were a bit, oh, there's the corner. Um, but it, even when I raced against other cars and came last, I still feel like, like felt like I was going around the track. Mm. It's I, like it's like when you um, you're turning like a, a kind of mediocre experience that you get from just looking at a screen and playing with like a keyboard or, or a controller, yeah. you're turning those into remarkable experiences. It's like yeah. going to the arcades when you get, you know, when you get in driving game in an arcade, you know, it's the difference between playing it at home or, yeah. or playing it in an arcade when yeah. you've got like a thing that's moving around. You, you know, you don't have to do all that stuff because the rift and the sensation of motion yeah. just it, creates it was, that sort of amazing It was experience. even just being able to turn your head and look at the, yeah. stuff going past and your you... mirrors and things yeah. like that and yeah, yeah I, I had a, it pretty much exactly the same reaction to it I mean I am not really interested in cars or racing at all yeah. um, uh, it, it, it's simply that it's hard not to find that experience exhilarating if you go on a track day and you take a ridiculous fast car out on that track it doesn't matter if you're interested in racing or yeah. cars at yeah. all that's that's an exhilarating experience, and just having that amplified sensation of speed by having yeah. the, the, the large field of view, that's what amps up, I think. There was, uh, in the UK media, I think in the general media this week, there was a story of a terminally ill woman who had, who had been given a, an opportunity to see, have a virtual experience of the world in her last days through the rift, and I think that would I think that the rift will enable a lot of people to see things that they necessarily wouldn't. Um, people that don't or can't go to foreign lands can get the rift and stand on top of the mountain, as you said mm. earlier. Um, if you want to go on safari, you could go on safari, get in the back of a jeep, drive across the plains and be chased by lions and elephants with no fear about 
actually being eaten. And by go them. hunting without <laughs> actually killing any animals. Which yeah. Would be awesome. well, Richard Attenborough. Or shoot people in the face. Or hunt poaches. Yes. Yeah. 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 Richard Attenborough is doing a. Yeah. Is announced he's doing a documentary with a, like a camera set up so that he can do like riff so you yeah. can look around fly yeah. fly with birds so, you know, across. Amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of the focus at the moment is on games that support it. But yeah. as experiences, I think I think my wife would really enjoy this. Sure. It's not you don't it's not shooting people, it's not jumping over shit. She had something that put her in the middle of uh, Africa and she could just walk through a forest and look at the animals. Mm. I think that would be an amazing experience Absolutely. for people who don't necessarily look at a PC as an entertainment thing. They look at it as a and it, it's a, as a production thing. A much easier to to learn interfaces, it's just such a human interface. Sure. Everyone knows how to look around. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to learn how to use a controller or a keyboard or a mouse. You can you can stick it on anyone's nan and they can they, they can look around. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they've already they, they, there's demos of that, isn't it? Well, they showed uh, one of the stories. There was a story of like them, my nan tried it on. Yeah. Like ninety-year-old woman can get it as much Loved as we it. can. So uh, that I mean, I uh, obviously I'm uh, obsessed with games, and that's the thing I'm, you know, in the in the in the in the short term, that's what I'm most excited about. But really, I think what what VR, it, the the most kind of profound things that are going to come from VR won't be games; they will be experiences. Mm. Um, and I think at some point, the the line between the two. May become quite blurry. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think for people of like our age and younger, like the prospect of retiring, I think, will be very, very different from the last generation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot like you know starting a new life. You've you've now got this time on your hands, but you're not going to do it playing golf necessarily, or you know just or, sitting around watching TV all day. You can play golf on the moon, yeah. or you can go mountain climbing, yeah. or you can ride a bike through a forest in, yeah. in Australia. Or you know, there's so many. I think there's a there's a great potential for shared experience as well because Absolutely. my my wife and I had a long distance relationship before we actually settled down, and we would have shared experiences like we both sync a movie at the same time and watch that movie like and try and do it together. Mm. If we'd had the opportunity to go and. I don't know, take a tour of New York in the Rift. That would have been a... I mean, the, the movies were okay, but to go and actually do something when we're both mm. in different locations but can go and do something together that's like you're actually there doing it, Yeah, that would be really fantastic. People that have families around the world can go and do something as a family unit without having to spend thousands on flights or yeah. that kind of stuff. And it'll be a little different. You won't get the smells and the tastes and the food and stuff. But visually, I think that would be really, really excellent. Mm. I think there's one thing worth noting uh, about the experience itself, though, is that it's it's incredibly intense. Um, mm. At least when I tried it, um, and and I likened it to sort of you know having Alton Towers at home, mm. you know, maybe because of the the roller coaster analogy, mm. maybe. But it, it, I found that it was quite an intense experience, and this might just be because I'm quite new to it. And I only tried a few things, but when I had yeah. it on my face, I was just, I don't know, I just felt a little bit um, overwhelmed. Yeah. Perhaps. I will say, although I did show you a lot of different things, I, I only showed you the intense stuff. Yeah. I didn't show you any of the kind of relaxing things. There's things where you're, uh, Eden Lake is a, is a real kind of simple game where you're literally just drifting down this little this little river and you've got these reeds it's by you. It's a really terrifying yeah. horror film as well. Yeah, it's not a terrifying film. <laughs> I think it's called Eden Lake, yeah. There's Altera where you can just, you know, just walk through the mountains or you can be, you know, thousands of feet above the earth looking down, which is like incredibly tranquil but even things like Skyrim which you know has that great balance between you know tension and excitement and tranquility like there was so many moments in, in Skyrim where I just kind of lost myself and I just sit I mean yeah. like one of the one of the things was looking like stargazing yeah. I, you know I'd be sitting by a waterfall and I'd just literally just lie back on my bed and look at stars for like five <laughs> minutes or something like what? What? I just you know it 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 does because it lets you feel like you're in that place. There, there is lots of um, lots of scope, I think, for using that for relaxation. 
Yeah, well, I was really insistent on trying Skyrim with it when I mm. when I tried it because I wanted to get some kind of uh, benchmark for like what a game that I like playing would be like. Mm. And uh, when you're out in the fields and you're fighting dragons, that's oh, it's just incredible. I was totally mm. in it. You know, I knew what was going on. I knew what how to control it, um, and it was incredible. Just that sort of being able to like because that's one of the things in Skyrim trying to track those dragons. Yeah, when you're you know, but when they're now, flying around. Yeah. Now you're just looking. Now you're just looking and you're like, fuck you, you know, with the boat. <laughs> and um, that was incredible. But uh, it, because it's using like a hack, isn't it, to do it? Yeah. yeah. It's not a lot, of the, a lot of the scenery, like, you know, like your statues and buildings look a little bit like 2D. You know, yeah, like, I mean, that, that um, 3D injection driver, it, um, it disables a lot of the shadows. Oh, okay. um, and also because um, because it's a, a, essentially a console port, um, it doesn't um, it doesn't do hi- hyper threading very well. So it's I had to turn a lot of stuff down to get yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. Like the first few times I tried it, I tried it with all the mods that I was running on the screen, and it ran in like thirty frames per second, and that is just. And that's not a, an option in VR. No. That is not VR. It, you know, it's, it's too slow when you look around and stuff. But as soon as I got it at sixty frames per second, it was like snap. This doesn't look as pretty as as it as it does just running on a normal screen. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because I'm there. Um. Yeah, but yeah, like um. Obviously, I mean, Skyrim's not a, a great example because it's a retrofit. Although I have spent a lot of time playing it. For mainly for that reason, yeah, no, like over a hundred hours. Yeah, one hundred twenty-three <laughs> hours, I think it is. But mainly, oh. a huge part of it is that contrast between the the exciting moments of firing um, arrows at dragons and just the tranquil moments of like I'm walking up a mountain. Where? I'm, you know, I'm just walking by my lake. I'm walking around my house that I've built. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ducking under trees as I walk under them and stuff. That is a huge part of it, and that's something I. I, I I really hope we see more of in, in VR games. Then. So, what other games have you like tricked out then to work? Uh, oh, well, re- using the injection drivers. Um, yeah. The only other one I've completed was Metro Twenty Thirty Three, um, which was great because you know it's it's quite a scary game in places. It's a very immersive game already. You know, a great looking engine. But yeah, really. Although I, I definitely enjoyed both of those games, it is all about the the, the games made for VR. They're, yeah, they're the, they're the ones to be excited about. Like uh, like you know your iPad games that are you know exactly. trying to trying to force a traditional yeah. experience. Exactly, it just isn't as good. And then you realise that you know the touch you know the, the the touch input is actually a really cool interface, and you just have to use that for your game. You have to build your game around that. Instead yeah. of trying to jam something else in there. Exactly. Um, yeah. So. Um, so if you get the opportunity to have a go on the rift, um, I just really recommend it. Really. Yeah, recommend certainly. It. I mean, like I said, you know, I, I, as far as these this new wave of space sim games, I mean, they're perfect for it. I mean, to me, uh, I found like the stuff where you're in a sat down situation, like a cockpit experience, like yeah. driving. <clears throat> spacing that works a lot better for me than the stuff where you or where you're sat down mm. like what's the demo you showed me where you get blown out of the plane oh uh spoiler ah oh, spoiler oh, shit. <laughs> um, a, don't a, say it don't say it don't say it now no but that one yeah there, there is, is something like yeah it works kind of better when you've got like someone blowing a fan which <laughs> 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 I definitely did yeah it all gets a bit theatrical sometimes <laughs> when we're trying this stuff out but um no, I mean, yeah, and like the diving game, yeah. that works really well. Did you try yeah, that one? Yeah, I, think it, the, I did an underwater one with shots. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're wearing, it's like you're wearing the diving goggles, yeah. like, stuff like that. I mean, the other thing, the f- thing I found weird when uh, it was a game where, like, you're walking along, mm. it's like you want a, you want a representation of yourself in yeah. the game. Yeah. So uh, I think this is where it could work really well with something like Connect. And with motion controllers, if you get all motion that stuff, yeah. I mean, I know like there's other uh, technologies that you backed on Kickstarter, right? Like STEM and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think STEM 
in cooperation with a Kinect type device. I mean, the PlayStation one uses the camera, right? To get your arms so, in the game. Yeah. Uh, that's that that uses the IR oh, no, tracking for yeah, position track the, tracking. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's all going to slowly come together. I was actually talking uh, to the taxi driver on the way here. Uh, I said, "Yeah, I'm going round to my friend's got this." thing have you heard of it and he was like oh yeah that's the thing Facebook bought so it's mm. getting like a lot of oh yeah yeah it's you know starting to pick up starting um, to pick up but he was talking he was talking to me about how he went round to his uh, nephews and they were playing on the on the connect and uh, he said it's just frustrating that it only picks you up in like a small zone yeah. and stuff and I said yeah like you need a big house you know this this thing was designed by Microsoft people that have giant lounges and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the great thing about Rift is that it doesn't really create, it doesn't require a lot of space. But exactly. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I think, I think when you use, if you could use that in cooperation with all these other technologies that are emerging, mm. and that like, like we reported the other week that uh, there's like a kind of affiliation of different companies that are all starting the, to come yeah, together. Yeah, the, was it the Immersive Alliance or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they like the Romulans? <laughs> They're basically all the companies that aren't Oculus that are doing okay. VR yeah. or motion tracking stuff, essentially. Which um, are going to all get bought by Facebook. Maybe. I don't, I don't think they need to, to be fair. They've got the... Uh, they've got... They've got it going on. Yeah. But I just think in terms of, you know, creating a, a product or... A, or all-in-one solution. Definitely, motion tracking is is one of the things that needs to be sorted. Like, um, like we've I've shown Ian um, earlier the um, Crashland, which uses the Razor Hydras. Uh, they're basically your guns, uh, and you're you've crashed on this this planet, and there's these horrible insectoid aliens coming towards you, and you're moving your guns around and Dual shooting wielding. stuff. Yeah. Dual wielding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. I need to check this out if I wasn't so tardy getting here today. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that does, and, and also has got a, a, a rendered body as well with a cape, yeah. which is all important. Um, and and yeah, it does make all the difference. You you got you know you've got your arms where your arms are. You can you can see parts of your body, and yet it does make a difference rather than being like a disembodied head yeah. sort of floating through a map. Um, but yeah, the the mo motion tracking is. That's that's huge. That that's one thing that needs to be needs to be uh, wrapped up definitely. Yeah, because it is just ever so disconcerting looking down and not seeing your legs. Yeah, it's a bit odd. And I think it was maybe because um, there was one demo you showed me where I was just walking around like a, a bedroom or something, mm. and uh, I think we didn't have it set to my height. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I felt yeah. like Nosferatu. It's only so far ago. <laughs> No, yeah. no, yeah, so luckily just... the configuration has a height setting, so it does. Yeah, it. but it's so important. Mm, and absolutely, you, yeah. would, you wouldn't expect it, but, but looking at stuff like a six foot dude is like, or, or even just a five seven dude, is yeah. like, it's just it's just different. Man, yeah, because like, I'm like, only five foot like, three. Like I said, like, one of the very first things, like when I first got the Rift, I played uh, Half-Life 2, and I was like, oh, I want to try this standing up, because I tried it in the demo standing up at that point. And I, I literally stood on that train at the start, just amazed at the fact that I was standing up on this train and my eye level was at the right place as yeah, it yeah. would be in, in real life. And yeah, just simple things like that just really pull you into the world. It still does. I do still wonder if that's what I want to do after a day at the office, you know. Uh, do I want to stand up and... Well, then the thing is, Oculus aren't going for a stand-up um, experience. They are, they, you know, they've, they've been saying for quite a while now they are targeting a sitting-down VR experience, and there's good reason for that. I mean, once you've got all of that hardware, you don't your want to head, strangle the, yourself turning around. The headphones as well, yeah. motion trackers. You don't want to be moving around 360 or. No. You know, you don't want. To, you're gonna get. You're gonna fall over, or something's gonna scare you in the game, and you're gonna pull, fall over and pull your PC off a desk or something. You know, yeah, there's so. It, it's easy for Sony to kind of market their, their their Morpheus prototype as a standing experience because the demos they were showing were built for that. Yeah. You, one of them, you're in a shark cage. The yeah. other one, you're. I and think you're just standing. Sony tall. already have the living room space kind of tied up. That's right. Yeah. And with the 
Kinect as well for Microsoft. Yeah. But um, so so you're going to get a DK2, right? Yeah. And that's coming out when? Uh, July. July. So once uh, are you getting that because you got in, or will that be available? Like uh, it's, it's it's just like the the, the DK1. Anyone can can order it. They're discouraging non-developers from buying it because it is once again it is a developer kit. Yeah. The the consumer one is going to be higher spec, almost across the board when it comes to features. Um, but it's for me, it's just that I I, I use it so much that. I know that even though it's not going to be the final thing, I will still use it that much. Yeah, and you're willing to make that increase. And also, in, in the time since I got the first one, I have started to think about developing stuff. It's, yeah. It, I, I mean, I've, look at, I've been watching sort of un, the new Unreal Engine tutorials recently, and yeah, it's just it's a very compelling time to start building content. Well, I was listening to uh, Guy Cocker... Do you, do you know Guy Cocker? He used to be the editor of GameSpot. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. listening to his podcast that he does. Uh, he's a freelance journalist now. He does podcasts, and every time he does it, uh, he has different developers or people on it. And uh, he had this girl, uh, Holly so-and-so, can't remember her second name, forgive me. Um, but she was explaining that she, she was basically an artist working on various games in games industry, you know, obviously. Um, and uh, she had, like, got to grips with Unity because she said there's just so much uh, support for it. Mm. Uh, there's yeah. so many kind of, like, you could probably build a game out of, like, modules. Absolutely, guess, yeah. And yeah. Uh, tweak it. Mm. So, I mean, I'm interested now as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and let's do... Game dumping. Game dumping. It's going to be a game um, about dumping. Oh, that's already out. It is. <laughs> South Park. It is very easy to get into. Unity has some great tutorials that will have you building a, a, a games within a few hours. Mm. Um, and if you want to do more with it and code stuff yourself, you can. If you want to put a load of other people's stuff together and do it, you can do that as well. Yeah. Um, I'd really recommend it if you if you want to commit some time to. It. If you don't want to commit any time, then you're, you're never going to do it, whichever engine. Well, time seems to be like the the big thing that is required, really. Uh, yeah. as far as making games goes. But the reward, the reward for putting the time in is quite rewarding. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can create, like, Papers, Please and win BAFTAs, then... But even, even yeah, I mean, even just making something like that Unreal Living Room demo. Yeah. That's yeah. just, you know, just something simple. It's, it's, it's no longer just making something to run on a screen to control a mouse and keyboard. No. You're, you're building a... A virtual space that you can then get in, inside, and that—that's what makes it. So it almost seems like it sounds so weird, but it almost seems like more like accessible uh, to get into, even though what you're creating is like such an advanced thing. Like it's so weird, you'd expect VR development to be more complex, but I think um, because we've got all those, because we don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, because things are at that level now, where you can put together a, a, a game or something. I think that's. I think. I think you're right, but I think that depends on what you want to do with it. If you want to make sure. a game where you run around a shopping mall, bashing grannies, bashing grannies over the head with something, there's probably assets on the web you can put together. The scripts that'll do all of that. You put it in Unity. A couple of hours later, you've got Granny Basher. Never going to make that game. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, and if you wanted to do that and put it in VR, you, you could do that. Yeah. But yeah. it's going to be a bit shit. It's going to yeah. be my first game. It's going to be a bit rubbish. If you want to do more with it and create something specifically for VR, instead of just pulling together a load of assets and modules and scripts that make something work in mm. VR, yeah. that's going to take a lot more time. Yeah, I mean, it's very much something that's going on at the moment. You are having to think outside the box yeah. whilst being inside a box but <laughs> it, it, it is literally that we don't we don't have the killer app yet no like we've got some really awesome apps so far but you know making a VR game is still something that developers are, are learning now yeah. are, are working through now um, it, it's going to be a while until we see that killer app I can see why but, you weren't so that fussed when uh, you know Notch pulled out because uh, 
Minecraft is great and it's turning into an industry of its own, but uh, yeah, we're, we're, you know, it's such an exciting time that we're waiting for something really to break out that's yeah. different. And so. it's going to be, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's always the, the, what's around the corner next that's the most exciting. And like the, the fact that that, that that next thing is going to be something entirely new, it's going to be something, it's not going to be GTA yeah. in it's VR. Cool. It's cool. going to be something new. Yeah, uh, and that, and then other things will probably try to emulate well, the mechanics be, of that. It's going to be Star Citizen, isn't it? <laughs> for I, some people, yeah. I but think yeah, that's not going to be for, for everyone, though, is it? I mean, I'm enormously excited sure. about most of those space simulators. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to play a disgusting amount of hours in them, <laughs> but I think there's probably Squadrons. something, something even more exciting for VR. Yeah. That we just don't, we just can't imagine yet. That you know. Well, I just feel like I've waited so long for the space and genre to come back mm. that I can wait a little bit longer for the rift. To it come never out. went away, you know that, right? You just chose to avoid it. What? You just stopped Other upgrading games? your PC. The X Games. Yeah, but they were a bit. They, well, yeah, but X Games were like really like seemed like horrible, unfinished, like hard work. Read the fucking manual games. And, I just and Star Citizen's going to be pushed forward to do everything on your ship. I reckon it's going to be a hell of a lot more accessible than the X Games. Okay. I would imagine. You heard it here first, everyone. Well, I imagine it's going to be like, you know, like Wing Commander, which was much more accessible than the X Games. With a bit of Elite, which was also much more accessible than the X Games. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's great that the X Games exist, but, well... You've got to put in some time to grapple with them. I think they're just they're just very ambitious games that have very little uh, funding. I think the, the last one released at a very unfortunate time for them. Well, they should have just released it as an early access game. That was the thing because it wasn't finished. Mm. They put them out because you know their publishers have to, um, but they've got no marketing. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but um, yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's VR. Uh, we've had a go with it, and now we're now we're going forward. <laughs> we we have all tried it now, and uh, and so, we want it. So as as ma- much as Patrick's been evangelising it, I think <laughs> I think we're all kind of on board now um, to various extents. I think we're all pretty positive yeah, about it. Absolutely. Um, are you gonna what? What's your attitude? Are you gonna get the just wait for the commercial one. I can't really justify the expense of getting the DK2 and the consumer version. I mean, the I, thing, that's I, the thing. I, I'd you like might... to get it. I really, my inner child says, yes, just get it. Get hide, it now. hide the spend from your wife. She'll never know. It'll be all right. Get she a will know because she'll walk in and you'll well, have yeah. a box in your head. And I, but I can say, <laughs> but I can say, no, it's packs. I've borrowed packs. But that's not going to work. And I don't, I'm, I don't want to, I want to get the consumer one with all the goodness that's going to come with that. And also software as well. I mean, I mean, like you work with Unity, so you do yeah. have a reason to, to, to yeah, yeah, have yeah. a I mean, that, that, it, But if you're if you're looking at it for a, an entertainment device rather than to actually work with it, then yeah. I mean, I, I, I I'm at peace with the fact that I'm going to buy the consumer Rift as well further down the line. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not buying this to think of, oh yeah, it's going to be good enough. And, well, but then how much is DK2? It's three hundred quid or something, isn't it? DK2 is yeah. Uh, about 280 I think it was in, right. in pounds um, and we don't know what the consumer is going to be could even be cheaper for you know yeah. of course I was always wondering what Pat's going to do with his DK1 when he got his DK2 well I've already said that well yeah he's going to be borrowing it for some, some <laughs> development we're going to make it we're going to make it yeah proper game proper game not a game dump granny basher dump a game dump game dump granny basher granny basher brilliant damn um, oh well. Um, I, th- I think I'd rather experience it than develop for it. I mean, I do some development work during the day, and I don't really want to go home and do that. I want to go home yeah, and relax. And that's that's I'm I, like that. I think the riff. I know what be, you mean. I think the riff would be a good place to re- to relax, or shoot people in the face while you're looking around your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who's rushing up on you? I know you were saying about like using time for with it, but do you, I, I just think that that would be too crazy. I don't, think, game like that. I don't think a game like that would work for this. I know BF4 works for it. You realise that now, having tried it? 
But but I realised that before because Pat said that's not and other videos I've but, seen. But I I thought that when when before I I got the DK one I thought first person shooters they're going to be so good in VR just perfect mm. and oh and and you don't have to like aim with the mouse anymore you aim with your head well it turns out that aiming with your head isn't so natural and first person yeah, shooters are maybe not the the best fit for VR I'm sure they they I mean if you made a of a specifically made for VR first person shooter that could be amazing. I think something like uh, the Armour series where they're more yeah. simulation than, Absolutely. than Twitch shooters. I'm definitely, when I get my Rift, I'm definitely going to load up Armour 3 and just fly around in a helo or join a mm -hmm. server that's more tactical. You're waiting for stuff, you're waiting for everybody to be in position, then there's firing, yeah. shooting for five minutes, then it's back to trekking off to the next Does place. Armour work Ooh. with it? Do we know? Uh, I believe you can, one of the. Um, uh, one of the injection drivers. It, track IR, it supports track IR. Yeah. So. So I would imagine it would be just one of those sort of simulation sort of games where I'd imagine that would be a total target for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I would enjoy that, but I, I certainly want to, wouldn't want to play Titanfall with that on my head. Um, because well, no, because so much of it, especially like when you get in the Titan, it's like being picked up. Yeah. Also, that 2D cockpit's not going to look very good in VR. Yeah. No. And because we've already got. Lots of 3D cockpits and VR. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and the, the, the thing about Twitch shooters is you flick your mouse, which isn't a euphemism, really, really quickly. And you, I don't want to turn my head that quickly because no, my neck's going to no, snap. Exactly. There's something exactly. that big on it. Yeah. Um, and also, that, that Twitch design gameplay is, is for playing games where you're looking out of a window. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You're, they're meant to constantly engage you every. Five ten seconds, yeah. something's happening to keep you, keep you don't, interested. There's you don't no, need that. Yeah, there's no opportunity in those games to pause and smell the roses. No, however virtual they are. Mm. But for other games, even GTA Four, there's time to stop on the bridge, look at the sun going down, and go, "That's really beautiful." I don't yeah. believe I'm going to go and kill three grannies for this. <laughs> I always used to, I always used to have these arguments with. Uh, like Keith on uh, Dead Elves, like when he was saying about how brilliant like Unreal Tournament looked, and I'd be like, "Yeah, but." You, you, oh, you're dead, you know, and it's like you don't yeah, get a chance to look at it. But that's the difference because you would be dead, but he wouldn't because he was very good at those games, <laughs> and he, I guess he still is really good. But even yeah. so, like, the game moves at such a clip, yeah, you're just you're not really going to have time to appreciate, like, the... But surely you could put the same argument for Watch Dogs, then? No. In the, why does it need to be an ultra because you're going to be doing stuff all the time and... Well, true. Like ultimately, yeah, you know, you're going to be more wrapped up in the thing you're doing. But yeah. I, I'm, yeah, that's a uh, different conversation. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah, we've already up. done that one <laughs> last week. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, I guess uh, we should probably move on to some uh, non-VR stuff. Um, yes. You've recently, Ian, you've recently been playing Splinter Cell Blackface, right? Yeah. Um, so, as I've said before, I do a weekly or sometimes a couple of times a week uh, thing with a mate of mine and we do co-op stuff we've done Deep Space Dead Space 3 yeah. uh, fantastic experience and we were looking other, for other possibilities just for the tour I've also recently finished Dead Space with another friend of ours yeah. um, Dead Space 3 sorry which yeah brilliant brilliant uh, if you want a game to play with like another friend uh, as a it's an it's completely optimised for two players yeah and uh Yes, fantastic. Great game. So, so one of the games that uh, Rob suggested was uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist. I played the original Splinter Cell, not really too keen on it. I played all the Splinter Cell games. Through, not really, uh, I'd rather do other stuff. But it was suggested, we loaded it up, uh, and it's basically Thief with a load of high-tech gadgets. Yeah. It, there's permadeath. There's, uh, I think there's 10 co-op maps that you have to do, and they're all mission-based. You've got to go three places and press space or whatever, I don't know, deactivate the nuke, whatever it is. It's just press space. Um, but it's the it's the working... What I love about co-op gaming is the working with somebody else to get the same objective done. And because I'm lucky enough to have people that I co-op with quite frequently, to be able to work with somebody that you trust and that you know is going to do this and that isn't going to just start shooting because they've got a gun and there's a baddie coming, they'll wait and see what they do before they start shooting, just because... Yeah. <laughs> um, and we only played it for a few hours last week, uh, but we're definitely going to play it again. And if, you, if you're if you a fan of the Thief games, if you've got somebody who wants to sneak around, 
you can gung-ho it. There's certainly different ways of doing the different maps, but we chose to be stealthy. <clears throat> so we're hiding in the shadows, waiting for somebody to turn a light off. They'll come over going, what's that? And you'll leap out and do a, a choke hold on them and throw them down the lift shaft. Um, so, so is this um, the actual single-player storyline you're playing through, or is it a separate? I think there's some crossover there. Line. I think there's some. I believe there's co-op areas in the single-player map. Yeah, yeah. And they're all chained together, like so things where you can I mean, two people to open a door, for example. Yes, that's that was one of the first things that we had to do together in the map that we were playing was we both had to be at a specific door so we could open it. Mm. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. We played it for three hours. We died a load of times. The last time we did it, it I think we spent about an hour going through it, trying little different changes of how we got past the bits. Uh, and the mission was we had to get in, de deactivate three things, get back to this port or this docking, this dock, wait for a boat. Uh, and we spent about an hour doing it. I was, or he, he was already there. I was just uh, shimmying along this thing to get back to the dock. <laughs> just as I lifted myself up <laughs> one of the bad guys come over and that was it he was he was seen we were fucked and now we've got to do it all again next week oh. but because he and I have a good relationship and we don't really care about that it was yeah. a, oh shit sorry mate don't worry about it let's just do it all again yeah, yeah what we're doing is only half of the experience it's who you're doing it with that make mm. a lot of online stuff and a lot of co-op stuff more of an experience even Planetside 2 if you get a great outfit or an MMO if you go get a great guild that pushes the game to a different level mm. um, I also think just the way those games are um, they, they're brilliant at just um, just creating ten tension absolutely. and they, they make you concentrate so hard and that's you know that's a, but, that's a great thing but the, the very best thing about the best games that do that is you make your own tension yeah so, so it's, one of the it's essentially Almost role playing. It gives you the tools, and then you do with them what you will. So you, we, you could go through that level, just shoot everyone, or you could be hanging from a lighthouse with a gadget that lets you fire a, that fires a camera onto a wall, mm. and you do that, and then you can pan around with it, and then you're both shitting yourselves because my God, where's he gone? Can you see on the camera? No, I can't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just, so you make your own shit up as you go yeah. along, and that's the. If every game could do that procedurally or with the AI, that they, what's why is the. We've, we've still got the situation where a baddie will come over and there's a corpse on the floor and they won't notice the corpse. Mm. They'll just, uh, oh, somebody's turned the light off again while there's a body right in front of <laughs> It's like Ellie in The Last of Us. Like, yeah, don't, you know, don't shoot me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But I heard that uh, the new Splinter Cell kind of encourages three distinct modes of play, which uh, is like fully offensive, fully stealth. Yes. Uh, and then like this kind of hybrid like yeah. panther mode where yeah. you're like maximum violence so, so I think we're going to do fully stealth to start with and then do the panther and then do the gung-ho one because the maps are they're quite well where do we go now and it, I think if you're sneaking around taking it all in so you can see the little bits that this window you can open and climb yeah. out to go around the back and stuff um, because I really miss that from the games of old like Quake 2 you'd spend ages learning the maps so when you got to multiplayer you knew the maps mm -hmm. oh this is this bit of that level mm -hmm. um, and there isn't really a learning the maps stage in gaming at the moment you play it through on or I would play it through on easy so I learn the maps and then I'd go back and do it again on medium hard and uber ultra ninja level just because I didn't have to worry about where to go now it was just about the fighting yeah. and you don't really have to do that anymore because you're you're funneled through an experience Sure. Which is perhaps a good thing. Oh well, that's uh, something to look at. Um, so if you and Adam are looking for something to do as a co-op, yeah, yeah. it might be worth a look. You can get we got the deluxe edition for six quid by Savvy Gamer. It, oh really? It comes up on sale quite frequently. Yeah. Just as like a code. Yeah. Steam yeah. code. Yeah. Right, it's Uplay. Uh, Uplay. Uh, and I just okay. want to add something about Uplay because I've had really shitty experiences with Uplay. I've got an Assassin's Creed 3 code from a graphics card, um, and it's generally, even Far Cry 3, which I bought, trying to download the motherfucker is just a pain in the ass, or it used to be with Uplay. This time, 20 minutes all down. It was like Steam had taken over Uplay. It, the, the experience was vastly different. It's almost like they've got a really giant game coming out soon that they need to get their shit together for. Well, I'm very glad <laughs> they have. I'm, I'm really very, but it was just... <laughs> When I saw it wasn't when I saw 
Splinter Cell was a new player. I was a bit, oh Christ, really? That's that will be seven hours trying to download it, and then it won't install properly because something's got corrupt. Um, but yeah. it was like twenty minutes a wear away. Really good. So well done, you play. Well done indeed. So uh, have you been playing anything? Yeah, I've been playing yeah. a few VR things this week. Um, Sorry, Patrick. I have to. I'm using my thumb here. It's not, <laughs> it's not very good radio. Uh, we do have different um, voices. I think we'll be alright. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I've spent a little bit of time playing a thing called DCS World, uh, which I showed to Ian briefly earlier today as well. Uh, it's, um, it's, been, it's been around for a while. It's, um, it's a flight simulator, uh, free to play. Um, it includes two planes uh, with the free to play version, but you can, you can basically buy DLC with lots of different helicopters are or we jet fighters. Oh, I was wondering, are we talking like, you know, Airbuses or. No, 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 this is, this is fighting. They're all combat. Good. The fun sort of play. Yeah. Fires, rockets. Yeah, that's It does come from a series that have had games out before. There was a Havoc, the helicopter version. That's right, yeah. A10 version. So they've done a load of those military sim type things before. Yeah. But this is more of a, they're going to throw different vehicles in and it's a... The, yeah, there's already quite a lot of. Um, um, I mean, there's a whole there's a tank pack that you can buy. Yeah. Or, or there's one with like F-15s and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, they they just uh, well a few weeks ago they released the, a beta, open beta with Rift support, um, and it's yeah, it's really quite good. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I I love anything that's in in like a cockpit. Anything that's flying is, is I'm. I'm I'm a huge fan of that already. Best shoes um, in the roof. The, the, the only yeah. thing that I found a bit grating in this day and age was the, the, the quality of the ground. Oh, th- that's one thing I would, would say about it. The engine is, is terrible. It's right. not a very good engine at all. Uh, again, it's a problem with hyper-threading. It, it, right. it can't yeah. utilise... But we're like right back there again, aren't we? We're still there because I remember like Sims back in the day where... As soon as you but, got too close not, to ground level. No, no, but we're not because Armour 3 engine, it's it's like the world and even just uh, flying yeah. a plane or a helicopter around it. To, to be fair, it's, it is actually a good looking engine, but I, I was running that everything down low. Okay. Everything so, down low. So, oh, to get the frame so, so if you turned yeah, it up, exactly. you have vehicles and cars and buildings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting about 75 okay. frames per second on it, right. but it okay. is on everything. Just need another right. PC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's loads of fun. I just, uh, yeah, I just love any any sort of plane stuff, and it's because it's a pre-existing sim. It, it, you know, the, the guts of it are already there, yeah. um, which is awesome. Um, but it, I mean, the other thing I have played um, quite a few hours of this week. Uh, it's called Ether One, which is really interesting. It's, it's essentially like we're kind of seeing the return not only of space sims with with VR, but of adventure games. I think I've heard of this. Um, it's it's all about um, the, the fragility of human memory, and it's, it's about dementia essentially. So you you. Um, this is the one that that girl Holly that I was mentioning earlier. That's what she worked on. Oh right. We were saying cool. about how she got scripts of Unity. And stuff. Right, right. But cool. she was the artist on that. So. Right, cool. And it's, yeah, the art on it is really cool actually. It's um yeah. So it's basically it's you um, you join this kind of slightly shady oper- operation which is trying to recover people's lost memories or you know you're, you're essentially meant to be helping people with dementia right um but you 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 go into this 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 complex and into this sort of big big uh, lab and you sit down in a chair and all these kind of things come down on you and box you in which is amazing in, in itself just that bit but then it, it basically jacks you into vr and you're you're reliving people's past memories Wow, um, and it's it's really interesting. It's not like a traditional adventure game. It's um, it, it's a lot more it's a lot more sort of geared to let you play it at your own pace. So there's puzzle elements in it, but not all of them are essential for progression through the game. You can essentially choose to do something, or if you get stuck on something, you can just go off and do something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it doesn't it doesn't kind of punish you into playing like a, a, a pre-existing adventure game which is really cool because it means you've got it's more accessible to, to more people if you sure. if you you know if, if it was something where you get stunted after like the, the first hard hard get hard sort of puzzle and you're like oh, oh, sorry, you you cannot move north. that's you know that's that's not a good experience but this allows you to just go further and find out something else there's no character interaction with it there's no characters in the game 
um, it's, it's all basically environment based. Yeah. So um, you go out into these, these different locations of this person's memory um, and you, you know, you, you'll find these objects. Uh, some of the objects you can use as part of the, part of the puzzle solving. Uh, some of them are just there, I, I don't know, just for, to make, make, make it interesting, I guess. Sure. But you can, take, you can take an object, you can only carry one at a time, but you could take an object and if you, if you find it interesting in whatever way, you can then go to like a, it's kind of like a save room. Um, I think they call it the case room. And you've just, it's basically like a virtual room where you can, you've got these shelves and you can stack up all these objects. So you, if you're just like, oh, that's an interesting thing, I, I might keep that for later. You then go to the, the, the case room, you stick it on a shelf, and then an hour later it may come up in a, in a puzzle. Or... Are you playing this with your uh, Hydra? No, no, uh, no, no, it's just um, uh, um, X, Xbox controller. Oh. Um, it doesn't have Hydra support, as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's really, really cool. I'm only, only about sort of four hours in or so, but it, it's, it, it's, it's really kind of encouraging to see that, you know, the adventure game is coming back because although there's been, you know, dribs and drabs, you, you've had things like the, um, Broken Sword, um, that they're still making Broken Sword and games. Broken and, and, and Broken Age. And Broken Age. Yeah. And the Kickstarter game, which they're only... They've only put out half of it, but yeah, I've heard it's all right. But yeah, you, it, it, I mean, I love those games back in like the Amiga era. Those I, I just used all to, about the adventure. Games. I just used to dislike the cryptic stuff. The, well, the Monkey Island stuff was weird. It was so weird. It, a, lot, a lot of it just was very nonsensical. And, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really cool to see that coming back. Um, one thing it, it, it's going to sound like a bit of a leap. But one thing it made me think of was. Kotor would be amazing if you made a, a Kotor game for VR that was first person and allowed you to just explore planets and, and your ship and stuff. Just being that a Jedi. Would, that would work. I don't know. I'm not quite sure what it was about this game that made me think that, but it, it, that, that, was a, that was a real kind of heavy point for me. I thought, yeah, the adventure game is, is definitely going to be a big thing in VR. Definitely. Cool. Ross, so what about I, you? Have you been playing anything? I've been playing a couple of games. Well, I just finished The Stick of Truth uh, this week, but I don't want to talk about that too much, except that it's just probably the funniest game I've played in ages and probably the best game I've played this year so far, I think, arguably. It's certainly the most interesting and humorous. But anyway, I won't talk about that anymore because we've already covered the hell out of South Park. But anyway, uh, I, uh, apart from that, the only other games I've played have been like mobile games. Um, I played a game called Monument Valley, uh, which is available for iOS only, I think, at the moment. But it's a great game. They, there was a game called Monochrome ages ago yeah, on the PlayStation, which was like using those Escher sort of drawings with like impossible angles. Mm. And uh, this sort of basically uses that concept. Right. It's, it's built as a puzzle game, but some of the puzzles are... It's very self-explanatory, and I didn't get stuck at all. Mm. Um, but it's just a great experience. Like, and it, you know, there'll be some levels where you'll like have a box and you'll, you'll have to sort of flip over the top and that, that'll create it and you'll spin it around so that, you know, some, a level will meet another level mm. and stuff like that. It was really kind of interesting. Um, but really simple. Uh, I played, I think the developers called Two Us Games or something. But How much was that? It was like £1.50. What? Which is great, and I think it would look really good on an iPad too. And um, it's like 10 levels, so it's not a very long game. You can probably do it in a couple of hours. But it's just a beautiful thing to look at, mm -hmm. you know, uh, really visually striking. Um, so yeah, recommend that, definitely. Um, and the other game I've been playing is uh, Trials Frontier, or Fusion. Fusion, the Fusion. new one, yeah. Is Fusion the, 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 cons the PC game? That's Evolution. No, no, that, that's the older one. There's two new Trials games coming Is out. It? One on iOS and one on PC. I thought Xbox. Fusion. I know I've watched, I've watched uh, Let's Plays and stuff, and it's been Fusion. I know. That, that Total, Total, Total Biscuit did a WTF is Trials Fusion, I think. Yeah, the reviews are out. So I think, uh, the one, well, there's Fusion and Frontier. One of them is the new PC game that's not out until next week. Right. 
and the other one is the mobile game that I've been playing. I think Fusion is the PC one. Okay. If we were not all in the same room, we'd have an opportunity to check this discreetly. <laughs> Damn it. We've got the internet. Let me try and fill that by saying I really enjoyed uh, Evolution uh, on Uplay. It's yeah. good fun. It's crazy shit and quite frustrating, but... Come on, Rob, type faster. Come on. I'm floundering. Uh, Trials Fusion is the... It's the PC. The PC version. Yeah. Which looks incredible. Oh, is it side by side? They've got some... For this. The small oh, they're comparing. Uh, I got excited then, I thought they had 3D mode. But that's comparison. <laughs> that's like the worst video to watch, actually, is the uh, the benchmarking one. But, um, yeah. Uh, no, uh, I've been playing Frontier then, so which is the, um, the mobile version. And... Uh, it's really good for a mobile game. I mean, it works really, really well uh, with, with like the touch interface. Just because, I mean, ultimately these games, if, if you've played it, mm -hmm. so it's, yeah. so it's, um, it's basically right, really. accelerate, brake, yeah. and balance. Mm. And uh, the, the mobile game, um, it's free, which is cool, mm. um, but it's got a, quite a lot of like, free-to-play mechanics in it. So like um, there'll be missions where they'll be like you need this component, and uh, you'll have to play the mission over and over again. But mm. so that sounds like a drag. But oh, so I have to keep doing this awesome bike game over yeah. and over again. Fine, I don't mind. Yeah. So it's brilliant. But yeah, um, of course this is almost you could argue. <laughs> We're yeah. watching a video of gameplay. We're watching a video of the... Uh, of, <laughs> a video of someone of face planting a lot. Yeah. Somebody who's really game. shit at the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's got a broken arm. Yeah, to be fair. Well, it doesn't really require you to do anything apart from this. Uh, okay, maybe uh, His friend's now come along who uh, doesn't have a broken arm. Let's see how he, how he does. Or we could just talk because... Because radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um, no, uh, it's the mobile version. It's really competent uh, mobile game. I'm, 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 I love the Trials games and the fact that I can now play it on the train is brilliant. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, the full version. Um, it's out next week, I think. Uh, few Trials Fusion. Um, some some of the uh, scale they've managed to create on some of the courses. Like looks, it's it sort of creates that sort of uh, sensation. Well, just from the videos I've seen, you get that sort of sensation that like you get off like Tony Hawk or SSX, where it's like you know you're falling down. Right. Yeah. They've kind of tweaked the angle of it a bit. Right. Do you see? <coughs> mm -hmm. There's also a, there's also a level. Seems with... so 3D, but it's just 2D playing. But they have absolutely maximised the 3D element. There's also a level where they've put the sun the other side of you. So the sun's providing stuff, so it looks like you're playing Limbo. Like a silhouette, oh yeah. brilliant. Look at this, this just looks awesome. Sorry, viewers, listeners, even. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Best anyway. radio ever. Cool, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I've been playing though, really, apart from South Park, which took up most of my week off recently. But that was great fun. So, yeah, I think we'll call it there. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, no something else not... I played, and it was amazing. Oh, right, um, okay. It's called Techno Lust. It's just a demo. Oh, um, I've... Uh, Rev, uh, Reverend Kyle's latest yeah. podcast is with the developer. Yeah, that's right, that's right. It, oh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, so I, I you know, I... I I read and watched a fair amount of cyberpunk fiction, you know, Blade Runner, that kind of thing. Sure. It is 100% based around like that. Um, so it's just a demo at the moment. It's quite fairly, fairly short demo. Um, you, so you put the, the, you put the rift on. Uh, the first time I played it was amazing because I put the rift on, the demo started, and the start of the demo is coming out of VR and into your cyberpunk <laughs> flat in the future <coughs> so yeah you start off you're in this um, it, it's set in the future where everyone's connected to VR and everyone has uh, 3D printers These, I think they're called carbon printers or something yeah I had something about that so you yeah you're in your flat 
um, you have surveillance inside your flat. So you have CCTV cameras inside your flat. And the first thing you have to do is you've, you, you've got an incoming email that's obviously a bit dodgy and you have to hack your, your surveillance right. so that you don't get seen watching this, this video. So um, what you actually have to do is you, you use your carbon printer to, to build the components you need to you know to hack essentially. So you you go around you go around your your messy apartment picking up old coke cans and you know whatever, chucking it in this three D printer. You you even like get some um, get some bread, put it in your toaster, pops up like a couple of minutes later. You put it back down again, burn it. So you've got carbon to put in your printer as well. And you build, you make this hacking tool. You turn all these cameras off and you intercept this message, but it's amazing. Like you looking around your flat, you you've got this huge window um, on on one side of it. You look out and you've got these these skyscrapers and a massive sort of plasma screen um, advertisements with videos running and sky traffic above you, which is you know awesome. flying cars going over you over you as well. Um, and then yeah, so you so you leave your apartment um, and. This is this is great. So there's there's a, like a what looks like a kind of arcade machine, um, and you walk up to that, and it's actually a security console. And as soon as you move near to it, it engages the VR chip that you've got inside your head, and you basically just go into this this virtual space. And then you're then in a, a virtual office that you've got to hack inside. You basically just like get yourself. Get yourself out of the uh, the, the apartments with, with, with hacking. It's so amazing. It's brilliant. Like it's 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 like one of the first things that you know. It, it's definitely just made for VR. It, they don't care about anything else. That it's going to work on a screen definitely, but it is it is definitely a VR game. Um, it's one of the things I, I think I'm going to be the most excited about over the next year. Um, yeah, techno lust. Have a have a look at it. It's 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 something very special, definitely. Well, yeah, for Rev Car was devoting an entire podcast. entire podcast. That's right. I've heard it's quite a, a big deal. So yeah, keep an eye out for that one. This has been the Game Dumpcast, part of the Barker Podcast Collection and the official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B O B I R O K A. Uh, I'm at EboGB, which is E-B-O-W-G-B. And I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y. Feel free to join the conversation by typing Game Dump in the Facebook search box and clicking the Join Group button. We're a closed group, but we're interested in growing the community, so we'll approve anyone who wants to join. If you're a spam bot, though, it won't be for long. Contact us on email at gamedumpcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gamedumpcast. You can find the show notes for this show on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash gamedumpcast. Why not give us a like while you're there? You can also give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you're listening to us that way. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya. Bye-bye. I want to talk about, but I need to have a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, nothing in there. We might be able to get the microphone in the toilet. Don't, so you uh, can don't to flush it, Rob, because otherwise we'll have five minutes of. <laughs> oh, okay. Of edits that you won't make. In the background. Yeah, that Ether one is fucking brilliant. Do you think that would work as a non rift game? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would. Um, I, yeah, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. Is it available? Yes. Because I tried the Revs, the Revs game. I downloaded that. Which one was that? Darknet? No, the, the shark. Oh, shark. Teddy shark one. Bears, teddy bears versus yeah, man sharks. Yeah, it's pretty difficult to play when there's two <laughs> Oculus <laughs> oh, right. yeah, yeah. renders on yeah, the screen. Yeah, playing <laughs> Oculus games not on an Oculus is... is... Yeah. yeah, that was uh, an experience, certainly. Yeah, the... the that um, Ether One, I played it st- starts standing up at, at first of all, but then you sit down in this chair for the VR bit. Right. So I just sat down in my chair. Uh, okay. for a well, it's just like, this is amazing. <laughs>
Cool. Yeah, it's a shame. It would be nice to learn some modelling stuff, 3D modelling stuff. Hmm. Well, obviously too fat and hairy to be actually be a model. Um, <laughs> um, right. Sorry. It's um, all right. Do it, hold on. There you go. There you go. Brilliant. Oh yeah, that's a good, good idea actually for editing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've completely ruined Let me just do another one then. <laughs> okay. Should we call it there? Let's call it there. I'll do the... Uh... I've got a massive guff coming. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you that demo now. I need to do... I've got uh, to get away. Quite shortly. I'm a little let, me do, oh, uh, let me just quickly do the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Win! That was a small hamster, if we're still recording. <clears throat> I got it on here. Yeah. Okay. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. 